there's a drive in Kelly for like serious self-worth. Get curious about sex. I'm not only going to woo my partner, but I'm going to woo myself. And then meditate. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a monk. You're not always in control. And it was like pride, not have periods, not have emotions. I'm going to need to feel everything. I found in those shattered pieces my truth. We're just piling more shame and judgment on top of the original problem. You're sick. Your body's revolting against you. Epstein-Barr virus, not a megalovirus. These are things that can be simmering on you that you don't know. And they're the trigger for your problem. Making the connection between your mind and your body, your emotional needs. That is how we heal. You're listening to a Soul Fire Productions podcast. Hello. It is Friday night and I'm very much feeling the call to slow down. And breathe. I was just sitting up in our meditation ceremony room that we have on the top floor of our house, and it's just full of rugs and poofs and pillows and blankets and sage and candles and incense and beautiful pictures and such incredible vibes. And that's where I prep for all of these solo shows now. As I sit in meditation and in listening for what I feel called to share. And The last few episodes have started with a card pull and I've chatted a little bit and then we've gotten into the work. And today as I was holding the cards, I was holding the decks in my hands and I was asking for guidance on which deck to pull from and I just kept hearing no, no. And then I I finally was like, okay, Am I pulling cards today? And I just heard, trust yourself. You don't need the cards. And I'm going to go out on a limb and share something with you all because, you know, this is our little tribe. It's our little safe space that we've all created together. I've had quite a few moments with the cards and the way I've pulled in the past is I lay them all out on the ground, which by the way, I get a lot of messages from you on how to pull cards. I'm definitely not an expert. I just do what I feel called to. This is how I do it. Actually, I've changed it recently, but this is how I had been doing it. So if that is a great starting place for you, then that's amazing. If you pull differently, please let me know. I love learning about these things and sharing all the goodness with each other and our community. So I lay them out. I I shuffle them. I sage them. I do the thing. I put all my energy into them and then I lay them flat on the ground. 
And I just take my right hand and about an inch above, I just feel. And when I feel an urge to stop or I feel warmth or tingling on the palm of my hand, that's when I just put my middle finger down and the card that I touch is the card that I pull. And I decide how many cards I'm pulling by asking. So before I go into it, I ask how many cards should I pull and I'll hear a number. And it doesn't always go as planned. Sometimes I will touch two cards at once and so I'll pull both of those. And sometimes I will be mid-pull and I will feel a need to pull another one. So I just really listen to my intuition and, and sit in the listening. But for, I would probably say four or six weeks, I was pulling cards pretty regularly and I kept feeling my hand and it kept pointing back to me. Like it didn't want to pull a card. And I thought that was really interesting. I would end up pulling the cards anyway. And they were, of course, perfect for me and whatever I needed to hear at the time. But after today, I'm realizing that this is another level of trust to where I get to go. And so what I heard today and felt was you need to stop looking externally for the answers you already know and you can teach from that place. So I don't need cards to teach you. And then what I heard after that was you don't need this book to teach. So this is part three of my bringers of the dawn sort of breakdown teaching awareness. And I was going through my notes and I just felt so funny. I felt like this book made me feel more legitimate and less crazy. And so if I said, oh, these are the things that resonate with me. These are the lessons I'm learning. And oh, I got them from a book. You would be more inclined to believe me or listen. And what I realize is that I am whole and enough on my own. And I don't need a book to legitimize me. And if you don't want to listen to me, you're not going to listen to me anyway. It's not going to take bringers of the dawn to get you to listen. (laughs) Oh, gosh, we are always in the learning. This is why this is so powerful is that as much as I like to say I teach for other people. I teach for myself. I teach what I need to learn and what I get to hear. And it's the second time I read the book. I wrote down the notes. And I'm learning it in a new way by sharing it, which is so beautiful. And so... The other thing that I heard during my prep earlier after I heard not to pull the cards was to slow down and to breathe. 
And that is a huge lesson for me right now. And so before we get started, rather than telling you about the cards I pulled and what I believe their meaning is, I would like for all of us to just take a few breaths together. And in somatic therapy, I learned to make sound as I exhale, which can make you very uncomfortable. So I highly recommend trying it. So I'm going to take us through three breaths together. And on the exhale, make a sound. I'm going to move back from the mic on my exhale so I don't blow your eardrums out. So wherever you are, just take a pause. If you are driving, please don't close your eyes. <laughs> I love you and you can breathe later. You can breathe. Don't close your eyes. And you can make sound really loud in your car, especially if you're alone. Or maybe you're with somebody and you guys can do it together. All right. Okay. Having a beautiful awareness within my body right now about how calm and grounded and centered I feel and how uncomfortable that that's making me. I think we so often will have these moments of relief and breathing, and connection. And that's a little scary if we don't know what that feels like regularly, if that's a new experience. And I'm such a doer and an achiever that what I notice is when I do slow down and when I allow flow and when I let go, it scares me because I don't feel like I'm doing, which means something could go wrong. I could fail. And if I'm not moving physically or talking or on a call or creating something, I feel lazy and like I'm not doing enough. There's something that could be done. And what my understanding and awareness now is in that is that the creation and the possibilities and the opportunities are in the slowing down are in the presence, are in being. 
rather than doing. And your nervous system calms and regenerates and fills your body. And there's an awareness of the rooted feeling of your feet into the earth. I feel my crown chakra so open right now. I see this golden light emerging from my head into the universe. And I feel my heart beating in the slowness and the stillness. How do we find rest and slow and not burn things down and steamroll through them? This came forward in a reading I had yesterday. Sometimes I get frustrated because I don't feel like people are keeping up with me. Sometimes I feel like, why don't these humans just understand? Why can't they get it? Let's go, let's go, let's go. I want to just snap my fingers like at the dogs. And my learning is that it doesn't have to go at that pace in order to get where I desire to be or to create the experience that I want. And when something's not working, it doesn't mean you burn it down or run away or steamroll over. It's a chance to learn and drop back inwards and ask yourself the hard questions of why am I triggered and what's coming up for me right now? Why does it bother me so much? when other people are seemingly moving slower than I am? What parts of me are scared to move slower? Why do I have such fear around that pace? Why do I have to move so quickly? Where am I lacking? What am I trying to fill? Where do I feel not enough? What am I trying to make up for? As we pause, we sit in the pause. It is in the listening of the pause that we hear our truth. It is not in the running around and the grasping and the constant movement and doing that our truth emerges because that is noise and chaos. and distraction. It is 
the confusion that guides us to clarity and breakthroughs. My dear friend Hannah Bloom said this on an episode a little over a year ago. It's in the open of the show. And she said, in the shattered pieces, I found my truth. I don't know about you, but it is when I am the most confused and the most lost and feeling the most broken that I have the greatest breakthrough shortly thereafter. We are being shattered and released from the old in order to break through and emerge into the new. It takes a wearing down in order for us to surrender. I don't just surrender out of nowhere. As a recovering, controlling person and perfectionist, it takes a lot for me to get to a point where I let go. So imagine how many things in your life are having to break you down so you will let go and surrender in order to see what is meant for you, in order to break down into shattered pieces on the floor so you can find your truth. In this time of the world where it feels very unknown, very chaotic, and very confusing, it is leading to our breakthrough, if we so choose. In choice, does your breakdown, shattered pieces, brokenness feeling lead to a victim mentality? Or does it lead you into a choice to break through? Out of surrender? And letting go. Our outside world represents our internal world. If that doesn't explain what is happening right now, I don't know what does. Our internal landscape as a species is so chaotic and dark and negative and has been building to this point for so long. And our external world has been showing us that this is where we're headed for so long. And it takes a massive pandemic for people to wake the fuck up. We are masters at not listening to our bodies and listening to the red flags over and over again. Nature has been talking to us for so long, and we have basically covered her mouth and told her to shut the fuck up. We do not care what you have to say. How are you doing that to yourself? What has your body been trying to tell you that you have literally put a mask over your face and kept yourself from saying it or feeling it 
or moving through it? Where do you have a mask and a blindfold and handcuffs on in your life that has led your external world to look the way it does? If you are in a shitty relationship, in a place you hate to live, in a job you don't like, in a body that you don't feel good in, how did you get there? Take a look at your internal world, your internal systems, your beliefs, your patterns. Get real clear on what's happening inside of you and then take a look around and look at how exactly perfectly mirrored it all is. Without being willing to look within, your world will not change. You will not hear your truth. You will not hear the call and you will not be able to be in choice and take the step. It doesn't mean it's easy and it's not for everyone. And if you're listening to the show, there's a reason you're here. There is something there for you. In the book, they say, don't get bent on your own personal destruction. Stop standing in your own motherfucking way. Stop creating chaos. Stop making excuses. Stop blaming everyone else and projecting all your shit and start taking responsibility and move into your highest will. Out of ego, into your highest will. What is your highest calling? What is your truest self asking of you? You don't have to keep standing in your own way. It doesn't have to be so hard. I remember when I was working with my therapist and we were talking about doing the work and she said, I really don't know if I like you using the words, the work, because that brings in achievement and something you have to do. And it needs to be hard because as humans, we believe work is hard. What if we are just being? What if we are just embodying what we want? Embodying the process. Living the process. Being in the process. In the flow of the process and the allowing of the process, that is not work and there's nothing to achieve. There's no next level to go to. There's truly just listening to your highest calling and your own intuition and your own truth and saying, this is what I am meant to do, what I am meant for, and I choose to take this step on my path for me. And that's it.
In order to show ourselves how unwhole we are, we create separation outside of ourselves. So in spirituality, we talk a lot about oneness. And I've talked about my experience of oneness in ayahuasca and feeling so connected in my soul home and energetically just all these blobs of energy connected. And that was my oneness experience and aha moment. Maybe you haven't had yours yet and that's okay. It's so okay. It took me 31 years to have mine. (laughs) And I'm still having them all the time because human. (laughs) We, there's this idea of confirmation bias. So if we believe we're unwhole, we'll continue to create situations where we're unwhole and where we have to have other people fill us up or make us whole or fix us. And so we're creating scenarios outside of ourselves that cause separation and isolation and make us feel like we're not good enough and we're empty. And so then we're constantly seeking external validation and cues and connection because we don't have that within ourselves. There's nothing to fix. You are not broken. And it is no one else's responsibility or ability to fill you up except for yourself. This is your path and your experience alone. And we walk this connected. And we all are one. But we do not fix each other. It is not our job to rescue one another. And it is not our job to fill each other up and to make one another whole. We are already whole on our own within ourselves. And until we come to that understanding, we will always be seeking outside of ourselves. Always. In every scenario. What is happening outside of you is also happening within you. If you are separate and empty on the inside, you will experience that as you walk around this world. Why do you think everyone is constantly swiping? I am guilty of it too. If you are whole, do you feel a need to swipe? Swipe right, swipe left, swipe up, swipe down. There's lots of options. I need connection. I need someone to talk to. I need attention. I need validation. If you are whole, these are not things you seek. You find that within yourself. And then you connect from a place of wholeness and fullness, knowing that that other person or experience or entity is not going to complete you. They're only going to add to your wholeness. 
There is not a desperation. There is not a rescue me, save me, fix me. There is a, I am true and full within. And so I choose to add value to my life and my experience by connecting with you in your wholeness and fullness. And how can we reflect and grow and mirror one another to continue that journey? Now, I'm not talking on top of my soapbox acting like I'm all high and mighty and fucking whole and full and that I don't ask for validation. Let's be serious. (laughs) What I am saying is to have self-awareness around what it is you are seeking externally. Why do you feel such a need for it? Where is it coming from? When the, the desire is coming from a place of connection, that's a different conversation than a place of emptiness where you need them to fill you. Do you see the difference? It is a difficult awareness to begin to have. But what you will see is that the more you have that awareness, the more you see what's happening within your internal landscape, the change will happen energetically around you. There will be different types of people and experiences available to you because your landscape transforms and transmutes out of fear and lack and into love and abundance. That is the beauty of this awareness out of fear and lack and into love and abundance. There is enough for everyone. I have enough. I am enough. I give. I receive. I am love. You are love. We are one. And not in the hippy dippy woo woo. Let's live in a commune and be poly. (laughs) I am talking about a very simple practice for yourself that you can implement into your life in order to have the abundance and love that you want. However that looks for you, traditional, non-traditional, monogamish, poly, single, in a relationship, children, no children, dog mom, This goes out into every aspect of your life. As above, so below. As within, so without. It's all a mirror. It's all a chance to have more awareness. I created a program called Her Truth, and it's launching soon, and we have one spot left, and this program is really about what we've been discussing, awareness, self-responsibility, understanding how our internal world 
and our external world are connected and the same and how we can move out of fear and patterns and stories that are not ours into a free and wild and sovereign woman who merges her spirituality and her sexuality. And I'll be facilitating Women's Circle each month and we'll be going through lessons together and you'll get a guided audio lesson every month for self-pleasure and connection to your body and a beautiful journal that will guide you along this practice and this path as I facilitate the conversations and the questions for you to unlock your own truth. And I would love, love, love to have you. If you go to kellytenant.com slash her dash truth, you can join us in that last spot. And as we bring up this concept of sexuality, I just have to say this part of the book lit me up and really, really spoke to me. They talk about freedom through sexuality being the key. This is the key to our opening and our awakening. So much of our our stories, our belief systems, our patterns, our shame, our fear are wrapped up in sex, whether with ourselves or others. And what we have been taught is acceptable or shameful. And so we wrap our entire identities around these beliefs. I can truly speak for myself and my experience that having a sexual awakening and a fucking revolution is what got me to this moment. I had my sexual awakening before my spiritual awakening. I believe my spiritual Opening, understanding, awareness, being just blown wide open didn't happen until March of this year. I, I believe I was on the path. I believe all of the seeds were being planted over the last year and a half and longer, of course, but truly being planted. And once I got connected to my body and I opened up those energy sources and my chakras started to align and my aura got bright and open, that is when I finally had access to my spirituality and my connection with source and the divine and my truth. Because without opening my womb space and the divine feminine, I could not have found my spirituality, my practice, my connection, and my truth. For me, This is how it had to go. This is how it was meant to go. To literally open up my legs to experience orgasm and pleasure in a way I never had in order 
to find this connection to the earth, to the universe, and to myself. Orgasm transmuted me and magnified me and blew me into my spirituality. And it wasn't overnight. And it took a lot of allowance. Notice how I use the word allowance instead of work. It took a lot of allowance and flow and trust. And I kept practicing and practicing and showing up even and especially in the darkest, most confusing moments where I felt shattered on the floor, where I had no idea what the hell was going on, where I thought my relationship was going to blow up and be gone over and over and over again, where I questioned, why am I in this? What am I doing? What the fuck is happening? And I just kept leaning into the trust and I just kept hearing, trust, it's okay. We've got you. We are holding you. And it catapulted me into being prepared for a spiritual revolution within myself, which has transformed my world. And is why I feel called to sit here with you right now and share this with you. Sexuality and spirituality belong together. They merge and take us to the next place. To a connection that none of us ever knew was possible. And it shows us the way. Our way. Sexuality, honesty around my sexuality gave me the freedom that I so desperately desired. You guys, I needed this so badly. So badly. In pleasure is where I accessed and saw and unlocked my true nature. When I started having experiences of pleasure and orgasm and using my voice and not being stifled in that way, It is when I looked in the mirror for the first time and I recognized myself and I said, oh, there you are. Welcome home. And then that version of me got to dive into her spiritual practice and allowance and trust. It began 
with working through and processing the shame and the experiences and the trauma that were holding me back from accessing this part of me and then fully trusting and embracing the process moving forward and asking the hard questions and being willing to see what was behind there, behind the veil that I had been hiding. We are taught to use sexuality in a way that avoids intimacy. That doesn't mean that you can't have yummy kitchen counter sex that lasts for like 90 seconds and you just get thrown over the counter and you get fucked and damn, that's hot and juicy. And then you go on with your day. I am all about that. And you can also bring in spirituality to the bedroom in slower, connected, divine ways. And that doesn't mean that your partner needs to like, God, I don't even know. be with you and like talking to the divine and being in this like sensual feminine experience. I'm speaking to male female relationships right now. I will speak to my experience with women in a second. I love Connor's strong masculinity and the way he throws me around and is more aggressive and rough. And even with him like that, I still am in practice in my own feminine sensuality of feeling sexy and the way I move my body and the way I look at him and the noises I make and the moans that I make and the way that I come so loudly and so hard in my own feminine experience. That is my spirituality and my sexuality merging together. And that is my truth. That is my experience. And it enhances his experience as well. Do you know how sexy it is to be with a woman who is so fully in her body and so present and so sensual and confident and like a fucking fierce goddess in bed. That is just divine. That is divinity. That is spirit. The wild woman, the goddess, the lioness, the fierce sexual, just open nature of woman. Owning it without apologizing, without fear, fully embracing it. That is when I feel my sexiest and that is when Connor can't keep his hands off of me. And I have had experiences with women where 
There is nothing to compare it to. It is the merging of feminine essence and sensuality and power and prowess that leads to the most spiritual, connected, oneness experience. So whatever it is that you're looking for, you can have, but it begins with you. I wouldn't have what I have in my relationship if it wasn't on me taking responsibility and dictating my feminine goddess and being like, yep, that's me. I'm fucking loud. I come loud. I shake. I like to be a certain way. And this is how my body moves. And then matching that with a woman who is in her power and her goddess. And you mirror that back and forth to one another. Holy fucking shit. That'll blow you wide open. I'm not advocating for everyone to go be bisexual now. I just want to make that clear. Just speaking from my experience. You don't have to be shut down. It's okay to want more than shallow, shut down, lack of feeling sex. There is other options. If you can't find that with the person you're with, then maybe that's not your person. And it's not always going to be this mind-blowing, erotic, tantric sex experience. But you can find that connection within yourself and then bring that to your connection with your partner. See where that takes you. Don't even say anything to them. Just be in your own experience and your own truth and curiosity and show up as that woman and see what happens. Trust yourself. Trust your body and trust your knowing that you know how to show up for yourself in order to access more of you. We are so afraid of intimacy with ourselves and fully being seen. Raise your hand right now if you are the most scared of being seen. I don't know if you guys can see me. Probably not. Two hands up over here. I was so scared of intimacy and being seen. Intimacy in the bedroom, intimacy on my show, in my work. If I show up as this version of me, will they accept me? Will they judge me? Will they hate me? What will happen? I don't even want to see myself, let alone let you see me. And that shows up in the bedroom. And so in our sexuality, we keep this very surface level experience so that there's nothing seen beneath that because God forbid someone see us for who we truly are and God forbid we see ourselves and admit our own truth to ourselves and own that shit. You get to own your own truth. 
who you really are. In coming home to yourself, to your experience, to your body, acknowledging every part of yourself and accepting it and loving it. And then you take that to others. And in those intimate moments, be willing to be vulnerable and show up fully, unapologetically, because without that, you are in betrayal. Intimacy is not to be feared. Intimacy is for your higher self, your highest good. And so you can fully know yourself. And in connection with others in this oneness, they can fully know you as well. We are so afraid of not being complete. So we sabotage, we avoid intimacy, we lie, we betray. You are complete as you are. You are full and you are whole. You are not broken. You do not need to be fixed. You fill up your own cup. You acknowledge yourself. You choose your experience internally, which dictates your external experience. And you are complete. This is a practice of understanding as above, so below. Awareness, daily questions, guiding yourself, asking for help. Trusting yourself, knowing you have the answers. Lean in, go within, and find your truth. I love you guys. Thank you all so much for listening to The Kelly Show. If you haven't yet subscribed, be sure to do so now and head to ratethispodcast.com slash Kelly to leave a five-star review. And as a bonus for doing that, if you send me a screenshot of your review before you submit, I will get you a little thank you gift in the mail. All right, we have another juicy episode coming for you next week, so stay tuned. And as always, if I can support you in any way, please reach out. Remember, I'm just a DM or an email away. See you guys soon.